I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. And I just walked up and I'm like, ah, oh, it's Vicky Patterson, Scott Thomas's guest list. And they're like, Scott Thomas? He's already been kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> Only man I've ever wanted to get kicked out of his own night. Hello everybody and welcome to Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2. This week I am joined by one of my fucking favourite people. He is a Love Island star, he is a businessman, he is 33.3% of the most famous brothers in the UK. He is Mr Manchester himself, none other than Scott fucking Thomas! <laughs> what an intro! <laughs> wow! I'll tell you what, Vicky. <laughs> You just keep getting better and better with all them alliterations. 33, I thought you were going to say I was 33 years old today, I'm this year. Ooh, it wasn't that coincidental. I but, know. Oh, mate, I'm 34. It's fucking right. punching the dick getting older, isn't it? <laughs> I'm not going to lie, mate. You sent, you sent me west when you swore then. I didn't know it was that kind of podcast. I'm buzzing, I can swear. <laughs> it's my fucking podcast. <laughs> what else did you expect? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you know what Mick this is taking me straight back to coach trip man honestly like 110% I think we were honestly the best double act that a coach trip has ever seen I feel like well, the, I feel like Ant and Jack were really worried after we did coach trip they were like shit the common follow and honestly I was so, I had such a nice time like if I'd oh. known that was because wasn't that good wasn't that pretty much the last year before lockdown literally like it wasn't even that long ago Vic but I feel I feel like so much has gone on in terms of yeah. like the world has changed. Um, huh. I, I know I've changed so much as, as as a man, as a human being since that trip. Do you know what I mean? I feel like <laughs> yeah. it's just weird. But it wasn't even that long ago. What year was it? Was it 2019? Yeah. So literally, like it was the year before lockdown. So we got to have like a proper fancy tour of Europe just before we got locked up and couldn't go anywhere. So it was quite. It was perfect timing, actually, to be fair. Although we didn't appreciate it at the time, I was just fucking knackered and sick of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, how intense is that trip though, Vic? I always remember after the first day, do you know the first day of it, when basically you've got to befriend everyone, get them pally, and then at the end of the day you go, right, you've got to vote someone off, but it just went off. <laughs> it's so savage, like especially people like me and you who completely thrive on being liked, right? It was yeah. such a horrible situation to be in. And there was just no right or wrong answers, was it? Oh, no. Lovely experience, but savage twists, definitely. Honestly, man, the best experience ever, Vic. Best. It's, so good to, it's so good to see you. Well, it's what, electronically see you, because I know we don't get to see you much <laughs> anymore. But one thing I love about you, Vic, is every time we speak, it's just, there's no bullshit. It's just literally, this is exactly how we left it. You are one of my favourite people, Scott. That's why. No, oh, I love you. I love you, Vic. I love you. <laughs> right, listen. I, when I, I 
got up this morning and um, went on Instagram because I'm a basic bitch and I'm quite sad like that. And I was dead excited to have you on. And what do you think I saw straight away, Scott? You on someone else's podcast. You great big podcast whore. You are doing rounds, aren't you, son? Oh, uh, you know what? It's so mad because I've only ever done my own podcast with my brothers. Then I finally got the call up from you. By the way, I've been waiting for this call up for 12 months. I've literally seen all your guests and all that. I was thinking, I was literally thinking, what has happened here? Uh, I even said to you when you asked me, I was like, I've only been waiting 12 months. Um, but literally, I think that's the second podcast I've done, but it was the Mank in Manchester. And you know I'm a big Mank, so anything that's to do with Manchester, I have to do. But it's good, man. I, I, do you know what? I really love podcasts, you know. It's like therapy. Honestly, mate, like, I started mine, didn't I, like, in the first lockdown. And it was born out of such a such a really... I suppose a selfish reason I was like I'm bored titless I feel like I need a focus I need a goal so I started started developing the podcast in that and like the more it grew the more it became like exactly like you say it's like cathartic like especially when in the deep depths of lockdown, you literally weren't seeing anyone. Like, it's so lovely to be able to chat to someone new and and feel like you're working, feel like you're being productive. And I don't know, just that little bit of social interaction. Like, I live for it. Like, I look forward to them every week. 100%, man. I think with you, Vic, as well, you're just so relatable and so real. And I think that's what people buy into as well. And I think, like, you, you come at things from a very real angle. And, and you've got such a good way with words as well as expressing how people are feeling, how you're feeling. So, listen, there's, there's no doubt in my mind that this podcast is amazing, man. So, keep doing your thing. Thank you so much, Scott. And honestly, right, like, do you know how much stick I've got about my guests, right? So, I li- I, all of my, like, usual, so, like, people like you, people like Fern McCann, I tried to hold off because I thought, fucking hell, like, I'm pro- I take advantage of my mates in the industry. They're going to think, yeah, she's again after another favour. So, I pro- held <laughs> off on asking you and held off on asking Fern. And when I finally asked Fern, she was like, I thought you were never going to fucking ask. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I've learnt my lesson now. You'll be top me list from now on whenever I need favours. I'll well, hold you to that. Do you know what though, Vic? That's one thing I love about you though. Like, because literally I've known you since before Love Island. Because, like, do you know I mean, I knew you from when, when I was in Manchester. Just a normal guy throwing parties, and you've always you, you're always so good with people, and you've got some great relationships. And I feel like your black book of contacts must be like. Never ending, man. So honestly, your podcast is made for you because you can get anyone on there. Do you know what? Like you would think that, wouldn't you? But like after having done one one a week for over a year now, I've seriously exhausted me black book. Oh, I can imagine. I'm, I'm, I'm having to really, really pull some strings now. So if you know anybody, fucking put a good word in for us. Hundred <laughs> percent. Um, before we go any further, like I just mm. wanted to say, so to everyone listening, obviously you know who Scott is, you know who his brothers are. Scott's brothers wanted to come on this podcast at the same time. That's what their agents suggested to me. So I was going to have to not only deal with Scott, but also Adam and Ryan as well. All three Thomas brothers at once. Can you imagine that chaos, Scott? Uh, I can imagine it because I've been part of it all my life. (laughs) But you know what? I wanted you all to myself, Vic, because I feel like like me and you, we have our own little relationship. Do you know what I mean? And I'm very protective over that. And I don't want yeah. the boys coming in claiming that, yeah. So I think it's nice just for. Do you know what though? Listen, I love I love my brothers a bit sometimes. I love my brothers, but sometimes it's nice to do your own thing. I think every, that's what's brilliant about me, Adam and Ryan. Like we are a trio, and, and we are the Thomas brother brand, whatever you want to call it. But we, we we're all very different. We all have our own little different personalities and stuff. So I think sometimes it's good to be able to put that across. 
But then that's so important. Like, I think even... So you see some couples as well, like not even just brother relationships or sister relationships, like couples who do too much together. Like, yes, mm. they're together on, on a personal capacity, but also then they start working together. And those lines get blurred and you can quite easily, like, when you're so intrinsically linked become resentful or things get difficult and you don't appreciate the time you spent together. So I think it's super mm. important that you protect your peace and have some things that are just for you. Like me. Yes, I love that. I love that. Vic. Well said. So we obviously had the best holiday ever on coach trip. Like how could you not be in companions with me? But what has been your worst holiday ever, Scott? My worst holiday ever? Right. Do you know yeah. what? This is, this is interesting, Vic, because... Um, Obviously, all my life, every holiday I've done has always been a party holiday. And when I say a party holiday, Vic, like, not even a holiday because you go on holiday, you go to Ibiza, you go to Marbella, and you come back frazzled. Like, I'd I'd literally, like, honestly, you need a holiday after those kind of holidays. So I'd literally end up going on holiday like that and then come back to my mum's and just hide out for, like, two weeks to sort myself out. So... Literally, yeah. I feel like only over the last couple of years, I've started to actually do real holidays where you go and rest, you chill. Do you know what I mean? And, and that's what I crave right now. I just love sitting on the beach doing nothing. Um, but I think there was a holiday when I, when I, <laughs> I went to Marbella for the first time when I was like 21. And I just basically got so carried away. I thought it was a bee's knees. I was throwing a big party over there at Nikki Beach. I was thought I was top boy. And I literally just went on a mad one for three days. And literally... I'm not lying to you, Vic. I had to fly home early. So I left my mate. I missed my own night. I left my mates over there. And, and, and the guys I was doing the event with said, listen, I'm going home. And I went to my mum's. And I just literally had to get her to slide the food underneath the table, underneath the door for me. Because I didn't want to come out. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, <laughs> that was definitely the worst holiday. If anybody else had told me that, I'd be like, oh, you're exaggerating, that's ridiculous. But because it's you, I'm like, no, I actually believe every single word of it. Like, this is the fella who Scott booked me to do one of his nights years ago in Manchester, right, when it was... Was it Sakura at the docks? Was it Sakura, that's yeah, it. Yeah, and I remember turning up and, like, you know, a typical bird, fashionably late. So I must have got there, like, a little bit after 12, and I just walked up and I'm like, ah, oh, it's Vicky Patterson, Scott Thomas's guest list. And they're like, Scott Thomas, he's already been kicked out. <laughs> Only man, I'm <laughs> to get kicked out of his own night. <laughs> uh, do you know what? I can I can laugh about it now because it's in the past bit, but yeah. do you know Wayne Lineker? Wayne Lineker comes up to me all the time. He always says, Scott, and he's laughing his head off. He goes, Scott, you do know you've set the record for getting chucked out of Ocean Beach the most in one day. I got chucked out three, day, three times in one day. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> he laughs his head off. But do you know what, Vic? I can laugh about it now because it's in the past, but... Yeah, I was, a, I was a mad one, an absolute mad one. But then I'm a firm believer, and I say this all the time, like everybody knows my past, it's bloody well documented, and I'm, I, I used to fight against it and, you know, put forward this really prim and proper and quite mature, and I, I describe it as like an ITV image. And actually, like, in, late, in, in the last couple of years, I've just completely embraced it. Like, you can't be old and wise if you've never been young and daft. that's it like I have been so young and daft so I am on my way to being very fucking old and wise like I could pretty much play like a tree in a Disney film like a willow tree like that's how wise I'm becoming 100% do you know what Vic like we talk about those events and those parties and everything else but but that's what led me to where I am now because I met so many different people and different like I networked in so many different circles 
And I'm still utilizing those contacts to this day now for my businesses, for everything. Like me and you, me and you met like at one of my events. Like, yeah. And it it all stems from that. So I have no regrets, and I've learned a lot from from that kind of life. But at the same time, I think when you get to the, like this age now, you kind of just want to level out a little bit. You know what it is for me? The biggest thing that I crave and I'm working all the time, just balance. Like I don't mind anyone who wants to party or anyone who wants to drink, but as long as it's just a little bit of balance there, that's what's key for me. I think like as you get older, like the things you want and the things you hold in high esteem completely change. So for me, when I was younger, mm-hmm. like I wanted to be seen all the coolest places and I wanted to have designer gear. And I thought it was important that I went out with a group of like fucking 20 strong lasses and lads. Like it was all about, image and status and numbers and now like I am my happiest no word of a lie with like a couple glasses of wine and a bob on takeaway on the sofa with Urkan like what I consider to be success is like having a good working week like being productive like feeling like ready ready and raring to go at the start of a week like it's so mad how much my life has changed in the last I'm gonna say five years and I know it's something you can totally identify with as well 100% 100% do you know what's so important now about your weekend because you work so hard in the week you use, you have to use that weekend now to rest recuperate yeah. so you get so whereas before you'd work all week then you go and absolutely obliterate yourself at the weekend <laughs> and then go through the week as well it's like how do we even survive do you know what I mean how do we even survive I was a shell of myself like I was a tiny raisin of a woman like I was so fucked <laughs> I was so tired. But I think, like, you can kind of get away with it in your 20s. Yeah, you know, it's funny, when, when you said just then about, you used to always go out, like, with uh, big entourages. You actually did. Like, I just remember, like, you always had a massive entourage. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like, bit, you used to think, you know, Scott, can I get a table? And I'd go, yeah, I'll tell you how many. Oh, yeah, there's about 16 of us. Like, I'm like, what? You always used to do that. That's mad. You just brought back a memory. I mean, don't get us wrong. Like, I've six, got, I've still got sixteen pals. Like, I don't want anyone listening to this thinking, "Fucking, what's happening to all your mates?" <laughs> I've still got sixteen pals. It's just like five of them have got three kids. Like, three of them have got two kids. Two of them are pregnant, and one of them's got six mortgages. So, it's it's not that I haven't still got all the mates. Like, they're just all that we're all grown up, aren't we? And I suppose it's so lovely. But right, is there a part of you, Scott, especially because we've been locked up for like twelve months plus now? Is there a little part of you that thinks shit when I'm allowed out again I'm gonna go back to being 25 year old Scotty Thomas is there a part of you even just for a night <laughs> oh I love this you you Mick right Mick, you're clinging on to the fact that Scotty Special's still there right you don't want the Scotty Special to go I know what you're like the thing is it I'm going to like the Scotty Special I think will always be there and by the way for anyone who's listening the Scotty Special was like my alter ego. Like, this, this is Scott Thomas. The Scotty Special was always a bit crazy. And I think, listen, I've always going to have that in me. But I feel like it's all, it's all about the right situations. Yeah. Like, if I deserve a blowout. If I, do you know what I mean? It's like, it's just a little bit different now. And I, like I said, I'm not about living a monk life or just be like, do you know what I mean? I want to be able to live life, enjoy it. So 100%, I think, I think it's just about picking your battles and the right times. And when you feel like you deserve a blowout, then cool if he's like not every week though like on a Friday everyone's celebrating on a Friday when they've not achieved anything they've not done anything and do you know what I mean like, like that's where I'm at now I just want to be able to feel like I really deserve that blowout okay so are you telling me there is a chance there is a slight chance that when this is all over old school Geordie Show Vicky Patterson and Scotty Special can still have a night out 
Hundred percent. You know what we should do, babe? Remember when we ran into each other in Tenerife? In Tenerife, we should go back to Tenerife. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't go back to Tenerife. Like, I've got low-level PTSD off our holiday in Tenerife. Like, it was too much on that strip. Like, where the hell did that come from? Like, I just thought, oh yeah, Tenerife, couple of nice restaurants, some all right beaches. Like, I didn't, I had no idea what I was letting myself in for. Like, everybody's doing like balloons. Everyone's like rave music. I was like, I'm fucking in my thirties. Like, I'm in a maxi dress. Who am I? What am I doing? Oh, I'm saving. The funny thing is, I went there for a chill, like a little chilled one. And it all sat off bed sitting like, oh, Vic, we'll meet you on the roof terrace for a little drink. Oh, next thing, we're on the strip, mate, like we're in Magaluf. <laughs> we did actually turn that into the Magaluf weekend there. Uh, Tenerife, never be the same again. <laughs> but I'm buzzing. I'm ringing you up as soon as lockdown's over. Like, be by your phone on the 21st of June. Otherwise, I'll just find you. I'll find you. Let's do it. Come to Manchester. You always shout me when you're in Manchester. Anyway, you need to come to Manchester. I have such a good time in Manchester. Like, I was in Leeds the other day, so we filmed um, Steph's Pack Lunch. That's made in Leeds. And I just got so excited, Scott. Like, being Northern, like, and obviously you can kind of identify with this. I know Manchester's a bit of a hub, but, like, nothing gets filmed in Newcastle. Like, they made... Biker Grove there 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Then they made Geordie Shaw and now they make Vera. I don't know if you watch Vera. I really like it. She's a Oh, Vera's mint. I love Vera. Oh, thank God. I'm so excited. Normally I mention it to people and they're like, no clue. I'm like, fucking infidel. <laughs> so I'm so <laughs> pleased you know about Vera. Um, but yes, yeah, so they make no TV up there. So when I was asked to do Steph's Pat Lunch and it was done in Leeds, I got so excited. Like, I am really proud to be Northern and the fact that they're making TV up there and I don't know, it just made me dead excited. Do you ever feel like that? Oh, listen, I, I, I'm so proud to be from Mankin. I, I love um, I love the whole Northern vibe and I feel like there's so much going on in Manchester at the moment. Like, it's just, well, not right now, but I mean, in it's terms of like, media <laughs> nah, No, no, that was a bad, that was bad. <laughs> but in terms of like media cities there now. There's all these big fashion brands, like the retail's thriving, like the Ivy from London's there now. Like it's just so much, do you know what I mean? It's just obviously before lockdown, there's so much going on and it's just an exciting place to be. So I think I'll never leave Manchester. I just love it. I honestly, like, if, if oh God, I would so love to, like, when I left uni, because I went to uni in Liverpool, like, me and my pals had a plan to move to Manchester. It didn't co- it didn't come to fruition. We were we were skint, if the truth be told, and we ended up moving home with our tails between my legs to live with our mummies and daddies. But, um, yeah, I remember thinking, God, I want to live in Manchester so much. And you've still got, like, such an exciting, like, vibe there, because you've got, like, Hollyoaks, like, I know that's close, it's not in, but then you've got, like, Coronation Street as well, like, loads of football teams. Like, it feels like a little... London. Yeah, it's, everyone says it. It's like London, but you can walk everywhere. You can walk everywhere, and it's just not as busy. And you know what, people? It's not to love. And not no disrespect to Southerners, but the Northerners are just so much more, so much friendlier. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, honestly, <laughs> if you if you ask, if, if I go to London. You know what? You told me this, Vic, actually once. Yeah. I said to you, when you go to London, you ask someone for directions, they look at you like what? And I, like, it's like you don't exist. And, you, and to be fair, you raised a good point. It's very intellectual from you. You said, you know what, in London, there's not really as much a sense of community because people are just in and out for work and travel. Yeah. Whereas, do you know what I mean? In Manchester, people actually live there. So I, got, I, I always got that from you. You told me that. No, it's true, though. Like, it was one of the first things I noticed when I moved very down. Very wise, Vicky. What can I say? Old tree from a Disney film. That's what I'm turning into. Like, Grandmother Willow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Alright, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. But yeah, I, I, I live in Essex now, obviously, Jonah. <laughs> and um, I think there's a oh, slight yeah. more community feel out here because people moved out of London to have a slightly quieter life in Essex. So I found like a pocket of the of the South that feels a little bit like the North. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, but but what about... Um, so I'm just so happy to see you with Erkan, like to see how happy you are. Like literally, I remember when you first got together and like, honestly, it's just... How is he? Because I just can tell you, I've not actually properly met him, have I? Well, you, um, met, you met him at that Virgin thing. Tell- By the way, can I still get those flights? Yeah, do you know what? <laughs> I need to look into that. <laughs> right, sorry, this is, sorry, anyone... this is turning into just like a life admin call now. I'm really sorry it is a podcast. <laughs> yeah, do you know what? Vicky's owed some flights from Virgin. I need to sort that out. But I'm sure you will be able to, no problem. But yeah, man. Oh, you meet her, was very briefly though. But honestly, like, it's just so good to see how happy you are. And I feel like you give me hope because... I know you kind of had your, you had your guard up before, uh, kind of, didn't you? You really had your guard up, and like you can just see, just it's so nice to see you open up and just have that relationship. Now it's like you've got a best friend. Well, do you know what's got like it's one of what I did want to ask you, and like I know f- from a female perspective, right? Like there's so much pressure to have it all figured out by the time you hit thirty, like to be in a career you love and to be doing well, but also like to be with a man you you really love and trust and have kids on the way, be married, have all of these steps figured out. And like, I felt so much immense pressure. Um, and I felt like when I found myself single at 31, like it was, it was not what I had planned. And I just totally lost my head, like in retrospect. And I don't know why, because 30 is still so young, but it just feels like we, we put pressure on ourselves. Society puts pressure on us to be, to be figured out and have it all, all the ducks in a row by the time we hit 30. And I, I didn't. And I wondered if you feel a certain amount of pressure as a man to have it all figured out or whether you're just like, no, nah, I, can, I can swing my dick about till I'm in my 40s and still have kids, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what, Vic? Right now, I feel, at the moment, I've got, I'm getting so many messages all the time. Scott, when are you going to settle down? Are you seeing anyone? Why, why are you still single? And you know what? For me, Vic, like, I'll be honest with you, last year was all about working on myself. Yep. And getting myself to visit, I always wanted to feel secure, like from a financial position, my business, um, securing myself, um, that balance that I needed. And I wanted to work on that and achieve that first before, because I feel like you've got to love yourself before you love someone else. Does that make sense? You've got to really love yourself. That's fucking so true. That's so true. Yeah. And I've just only literally, I feel like over the last year, I've really got to a place where, you know what, I feel like I'm in such a confident position now that I can actually 
give someone else my all and also get get the person I feel like I deserve because I feel like the old Scott would have probably had to settle for someone he wouldn't have put, he wouldn't have put up with. Do you know what I mean? Whereas I wouldn't have been easy to work with or live with or whatever else, do you know what I mean? Because I wasn't really secure in myself. Whereas now, I feel like I'll be able to get the girl that I actually deserve, if that makes sense. And yeah. I won't settle for anything than the best, really. And when I say the best, the best person for me. Yeah. Do you know there's that saying, and it's like, you, ex- you accept the love you think you deserve. And, like, I never truly understood it. Um, but, like, it, it it makes so much sense. So when I was in my 20s and that, and I was fresh off the back of my experience with Geordie Shaw and had a very, very, like, checkered reputation in terms of, like, the public eye and stuff. Like, wasn't always on my best behaviour. I made a lot of mistakes, was learning, was growing, all the rest of it. And then, like, post the jungle, completely exploded, didn't know who I could trust, felt very lost and confused and overwhelmed um, in a world that was just moving too fast for me to get a handle on it. Um, And it took us to be in, like, late 20s, early 30s to actually realise, like, who do I want to be? Like, what kind of TV do I want to do? What people do I want to have around us? Like, what is important to us? And once I realised, like who I wanted to be and started working on myself, Erkan came into my life. And, like, it wasn't easy to find him. Like, I had to have a lot of shitty boyfriends first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but once, once, I, once I knew who I was, Scott, like, and once I was really proud of the person I was becoming, I knew what I fucking deserved, mate. And I wasn't willing to settle yeah. for somebody who put me down or somebody who argued with me all the time or made my life hard or someone who didn't support us like I wanted someone who was proud of us supportive kind no bother and like that's what came into my life when I read when I started loving myself and putting myself first and hearing you talk like that it just makes me so fucking sure that not only like are you going to find someone who's worthy of you but like it's just going to happen soon mate I'm so excited for you you really deserve it the thing is though the thing is though Vic I do need to put some sort of grafting though because because I spend so much time on my phones working, right? Like, I can't wait to get off my phone. So the mm. idea of staying on my phone to graph yeah. is like, honestly, still I end work. up talking to someone and I, yeah, I feel like I'm still at work. Yeah. So I do need to put a shift in though, because it's not going to come out. I do think in a way you have to make yourself a little bit available. And I don't think I have over the last 12 months. So this year, I'm definitely going to start putting a bit of a shift in, get grafting in those DMs and that. That's it, mate. But, you know, I'm going to play devil's advocate for a second here, right? You know, when the right one does come along, it'll make you not want to put your phone down. Ooh. Like, you'll want, to, you'll want to stay on it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you'll be buzzing. You'll get those butterflies in your tummy every time my name pops up oh, on the Vic. screen and that. Oh, can it wait? No, yeah. <laughs> you know what, Vic? I did um, a couple of, because obviously I was sober last year. I did a couple of sober dates, yeah? <gasps> sober <gasps> dates, man. Wow. The right job Oh, Honestly, Vic, like the like the like sober inter- like interviews, the like job interviews. Oh, Honestly, oh, <laughs> can you imagine? Can you imagine? No, nah, I don't think I've ever. Me and Erkan would, because obviously I just broke up with my ex, and he just yeah. broke up with his ex. So both of our egos were a little bit bruised, and we were feeling quite fragile. I don't think me and him were sober together for about three months. So. <laughs> But that's what I mean when people ask me. When people ask me about going sober and everything else, I say life is amazing, it's great, you achieve so much. The only one area that I really struggled with was the whole dating thing because you go off into a date and I feel like having a couple of drinks sort of breaks down all those barriers. So that's something, but at the same time, I wanted to have that confidence and 
be at ease about it. It's still something I'm working on, man, but it's tough, man. But then we're all constant works in progress, aren't we? We're not perfection. We're, pro- we're, we're progress. So I think, like, like that, if that's your goal and that's what you're working towards, like, hats off to you, mate. But no, I will... I will never understand how people can walk into that social situation. You need a bit of alcohol, don't you? It's like a social lubricant, especially when you're meeting someone for the first time. It's just knowing what's right. It's like a couple glasses of Prosecco for me. And I'm like, fun, Vicky. I'm everyone's best mate. Like, I can... I can turn a funny anecdote like I'm a laugh but fucking three or four and like I'm just absolute torture I'm torture man I'm like t- asking everybody about their childhood like making plans for three years time I'm weird weird <laughs> exactly that that's what I mean it's just about balance isn't it but yeah it's tough yeah. Vic. it's tough but I think this year will be the year and you know what Vic I think when you're shining from the inside out that's when you don't even have to look for someone. I feel like they'll come to you. Oh, honestly, babe, like it's going to happen. And I am so excited. Once you've got your like, your the little other half to you, the moon to your son or whatever it is, I'm going to go on a double date and tell her all of the embarrassing stories about your past. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. You'll, you'll be there a long time. Wow. Scott, I'm absolutely loving talking to you. It's the end of part one. Will you come back in part two? No, nah, I'm, I'm just going to get off. You fucking bastard. <laughs> I'll be there, don't you worry. This is why I haven't asked you till series three. <laughs> is it series three? <laughs> I'm getting off. <laughs> right, right, we're getting Ryan for the second <laughs> half, fuckers. <laughs> When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.